Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. That easy. Uh, it is uh, 12.33 on 657 AM. We're joined on the line. Pastor Tabangmo for Gang Marudi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Osimpo, and good afternoon to listeners of our chat. <laughs> I've never been so happy to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> just struggling to log in, so I'm like, oh, I've never been happy to hear Amaruti's voice. Well, so I, I, I was, um, for some reason, some, something I'm trying to do here just goes south on me. <laughs> yeah, but but no, uh, I'm also relieved. <laughs> oh, I am just as relieved, Amaruti. Um, let's get straight into today's uh, discussion, you know, the terrible consequences of you know, undue boastfulness. Yes, I will see. Let's do that. So there is, uh, there is boastfulness. There is boasting. There's boastfulness. There's, there's undue boastfulness. And the idea, obviously, is um, to make a di- distinction between boasting and undue boasting, undue boastfulness. Uh, because boasting comes out of a person having done something, uh, you know, done something, achieved something, uh, becoming something. So it's a way of showing off. It's a way of basically self-acknowledgement that I've done something and it's something good or whatever, however I see it. And of course, so you you exhibiting that. And we cannot say there's anything the matter with that, whether, you know, in typical and ordinary life or even spiritual, there shouldn't be a problem with one acknowledging that something good has happened, that I was part of, that you were part of. So talking about that. But the undufulness of it is when a person uh, goes overboard, becomes excessive. So it becomes a a matter of excessive self-love, an excessive state of showing off, uh, the kind of which, when it's done, it tramples on other people, amongst other things that it can do. It tramples on, on other people. It even, in fact, ultimately breaks down the very person who does this kind of behavior, who, who shows this kind of behavior, who undertakes this kind of action. Um, it, it becomes quite a dangerous thing. So we want to talk about undue boastfulness. And the basic idea, the basic message for me uh, is to say undue boastfulness endangers true spirituality undue boastfulness endangers true uh, um, uh, true spirituality and I, I i i hope that we can all agree that being a christian uh, there's no other way to think of ourselves as christians from rather to think of ourselves as being in the true faith and therefore true spirituality the spirituality grounded in the word of god the spirituality mandated by scripture the spirituality that is attuned to the god of creation uh, himself and but when we engage and are caught up in undue boastfulness um unwarranted boastfulness a boastfulness without basis basically a form of self-deception a form of uh, um, yeah, it's, it's a form of self-deception. It's a form of you know a person just speaking out of thin air in in, in the, about whatever they are speaking about and linking themselves to that thing and feeling good and feeling powerful and 
strong and, uh, and otherwise, but all this ha- having no basis in anything else, that becomes then corrosive, it becomes dangerous to the spiritual life. So we're looking at the first book of Corinthians, specifically from chapter 1 right through to chapter 4. Don't worry about the fact that I it's, it's so expansive. There are specific passages that I will read as I seek to give a number of ways in which undue boastfulness endangers true spirituality. And of course, just so that whoever wants to write, you can write it down. Um, here are a few ways in which undue boastfulness endangers true, uh, true spirituality. Firstly, it does so by promoting personality cults. We'll come back to it. It does so by promoting personality cults and, and our reading of First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11 to 13a, the first part of of verse 13 in chapter 1. So, First Corinthians 1, verse 11 to 13a, um, undue boastfulness endangers true spirituality by promoting personality cults. We'll come to that. And then we'll also s- touch on undue boastfulness endangers true spirituality by denigrating the Word of God, by reducing the Word of God, by trampling on the Word of God. And again, uh, for a scripture reference to that and inform- information to, to this point, First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17 to 25, that's where we'll base that. And then we'll talk about undue boastfulness endangering true spirituality by its satisfaction with base motivations. Basically, meaning undue boastfulness bases itself and draws satisfaction on base, very base motivations, you know, very base motivations that we do well to not in any way have anything to do with that. Uh, so we'll come back to that. Undue boastfulness and dangerous true spirituality by its satisfaction with base motivation. Instead of challenging one to become better as a person, it is okay with one you know, showing and being connected to very base, basic kind of motivations, and therefore it is corrosive, it's dangerous to spiritual life in that way. So these are the three main uh, things that we'll, we'll address as we speak on on the terrible consequences of undue boastfulness, which, of course, ultimately is simply this, that where undue boastfulness exists, one's standing as a Christian is terribly reduced to a point where it may even be that it does not exist. One standing as a Christian is reduced to a point where one may not even be Christian, that being a part of the terrible consequences of undue boastfulness. Why? Because, of course, um, it takes away from that which Scripture wants us to be, that which Scripture says we are, that which Scripture calls us to become, in, in manifesting the truth about ourselves as God knows us to be, as God has made us to be. So so basically, uh, the terrible consequences, um, the endangerment of true spirituality, which is a problem. Now, going back to undue boastfulness as a danger to true spirituality by promoting personality cults. First Corinthians 1, 11 to 13a, Paul writes and says, For it has been reported to me, by Chloe's people, that there is quarreling among you, referring to the Corinthian church. Uh, there is quarreling. I have received report that there is quarreling among you. And then he further elaborates, what I mean is that each one of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, 
oh, I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. And what I'm wondering is how undue boastfulness angers spirituality by promoting personality cults. And this is what we're talking about. The Corinthian church split uh, within itself because people picked up specific personalities and attached themselves to specific personalities and created tribes, so to speak, within the Corinthian church, created tribes and patched these other uh, personalities as these are our chiefs, so to speak. We belong to Paul, belong to Apollos, belong to Cephas, belong to Christ. Now, the issue of personality cult, firstly, the word cult is defined as an interest followed with exaggerated zeal. An interest followed with exaggerated uh, zeal Thus, a personality cult would be an interest in a person um, and expressed, again, you know, as an exa- as, 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 as in, in an exaggerated way. So, you pick a person and you develop an interest in the person and you, exp- you follow this person zealously, meaning to a point where you can't be reasoned with, to a point where nothing else matters but this very person. And in the Corinthian church, there were these personalities that the people in Corinthian in Corinth in the, the Corinthian church attached themselves to and were zealous about to a point where they were shattering the unity of that church. And this kind of thing is a danger. Not it was a danger then and remains a danger even today in church. The factionalism that sparks uh, quarrels. Quarrels are born of comparing leaders, attaching ourselves to specific individuals and comparing these people, their merits and demerits and whatnot, and then warring, fighting each other on the basis of these very leaders, uh, which then then threatens the unity uh, of of the church, and that is a problem. Now, um, what the Corinthians had forgotten and what we forget when we find ourselves caught up in a situation such as this is that God is behind the diversity of persons the diversity of gifts in these persons, as well as the diversity of ministries through these very persons. God is behind that. And when when we maintain a view that we may have these different people, we may have their their different gifts, and we we may have uh, the, the different ministries coming out of the implementation of those gifts, the exercise of those gifts by these different people, that therefore, ultimately, it is God that matters. And that, um, however impacted by different ministries and different gifts and personalities uh, we are, that we never forget that these people and these gifts and these ministries, all of them, the source is God. So maintain perspective, see God, uh, revere God, and seek more than anything else to be in that clarity of thought and connection with God, everything else being a means that God is using to reach us, to affect us, and to empower us, and all the other things. So that becomes then an important thing. And as a point of evaluation, it becomes important to ask ourselves whether our spirituality uh, still expresses as a true one, or it is now exp- uh, it is it is one that is exposed to danger because of our own affiliations to individuals and their gifts and their ministries. And sometimes one would have to take it further to say uh, our affiliations to church organizations. We are so affiliated to individuals, to their uh, giftings uh, and their ministries and their organizations that we would rather destroy that which God has made, which, by the way, expresses through the same things. But when we take our eyes away behind it all to this then we find that we are 
uh, our spirituality is distorted and that we are in danger as a result. So true spirituality recognizes God, honors God, and honors the diversities that he has issued in persons, gifts, and ministries. And therefore, let's ensure every time that we are in the clear, that we are not in danger because of the yes. ministries that, Marudi, that affect us. Because of we the, lost yes, you there a bit. Yes, I would say. We lost you oh, there okay. for a bit. But you're back now. All right. I, I'm, I am back. Thank you very much. Yeah. So it's important that we ensure, basically, that we maintain true spirituality by recognizing God and that which God honors. In this case, that, uh, the, God, uh, the, the, the God-given diversities of persons, of gifts, ministries, and never lose sight that behind it all, one God. And once we maintain uh, a clarity about that, then we are able to navigate all these other issues uh, without in any way endangering the unity of the church. Number two, undue boastfulness and, and, and dangerous true spirituality by denigrating, trampling on, the word of God. And First Corinthians 1, 17-25 reads, For Christ did not send me, says Paul, to baptize but to preach the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. For the word of the cross is folly, foolishness, to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever will thwart. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debate of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in, in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased him, God, through the folly of what we preach to those who believe. For Jews demand science and Greeks wisdom, seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, for the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Now, when we look at this text and want to apply it to the idea that undue boastfulness endangers true spirituality by denigrating the word of God, what we're referring to there is simply this God's primary word to us is Jesus Christ hanging on the cross. The extent to which the love of God has gone to bring us back home and secure a relationship with God based God's action. This is God's primary word. This is the testimony of Scripture, whether it's Old Testament, New Testament. This is the very thing that God wants us to know and, ha- and, 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 and hang on to, hold on to. This is what transforms our lives. That being the case. Uh, we see in, in the text how in seeking signs and wonders and pursuing eloquence and, and those kind of things, whilst ignoring the one powerful sign of God's love, God's primary word to us is denigrated. That's the problem. Anything else we seek, as even as scripture says, others seek signs, as others pursue wisdom this side. But they missing Christ. And Christ is the word of God to us. The Bible testifies how God has spoken to us in this age through Christ. And therefore, keeping sight of Christ, seeing Christ clearly, hearing Christ clearly, never being confused about that, and, 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 and ensuring that Christ has the highest regard in our consideration, um, that therefore, in that case, 
and and by Christ, it's not just about the person in the Trinity. It's about the Word of God having we having high regard for the Word of God, for the communication of God, for the revelation of God, high regard of 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 this of God's Word in that case. Make sure that therefore we're dealing with usefulness and we are avoiding, denigrating, trampling upon uh, the word of God, looking it down, reducing its power. It means giving to the word of God what the word of God is worth in terms of our life, which is again uh, a complete belief and allowing the word of God to change and transform us as we do that which the word of God says. So we see the challenge in the Corinthian church as far as this very issue was concerned, seeking science, others seeking, uh, pursuing wisdom. And Paul says, I chose to not be clever. Uh, I chose to not in any way stand in front of the word of God, of Christ himself, Christ crucified. I chose to make sure that I am clear of the Christ who is crucified so that I'm in, not in any way a danger to that because people need to see Jesus Christ. When we engage in undue boastfulness, we put ourselves in front of that which God is doing. We may even claim that which God is doing as being done by us, at least as a matter of, as, as a way of, of, of uh, you know, some kind of a... Uh, ourselves out there such that what what god is doing we no longer give glory to god for what he is doing rather we are reducing people's view of god by fixing it onto ourselves who are messengers and ambassadors representatives and instruments in the in the hands of god so we make people focus on the instrument and not the one behind the instrument not the one who created the instrument not the one who uses the instrument and then all that so that's uh, therefore a danger that we run but of course steering away from that allowing the word of god to be as clear in its communication and giving to the word of god but the loyalty, the, uh, uh, the, re- the reverence that it deserves is an important thing. When we maintain that through Jesus Christ our sins are forgiven and a new relationship steeped in God's grace, demanding nothing but belief in God is sufficient reason to hold on to God despite any mishap. Other people want to feel good, want something much more profound than this basic message of the cross, and that's how sometimes we then go astray when we want something much more profound than simply that Jesus Christ has died for us, died so that we can be forgiven, stand in a new relationship with God, new creatures with God, that we no longer regard Christ according to the flesh, but you know, from a different perspective now. And from that, we also regard each other as indeed newborn people, people who are born again by the act of Christ in that way, then maintaining that. Thirdly, undue boastfulness and dangerous truth spirituality by its satisfaction with base motivations. First Corinthians 3, verse 1 to 4. But I, brethren, could not address you as spiritual men. That is that hits hard. I could not address you as spiritual men, but as men of the flesh, not spiritual. As babies in Christ, not mature. I fed you with milk, not solid food. For you were not ready for it. And even yet, you are not ready. Not only were you not ready, you are not ready. Again, and then he further says, For you are still of the flesh. 
for while there is jealousy, base motivations, for while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving like ordinary men? For when one says, I belong to Paul, and another says, I belong to Apollos, are you not merely men? What Paul is doing here is to contrast between the spiritual person and uh, an earthling, so to speak, a person whose orientation is very earthly and ordinary, a person who, whose orientation has not been marked, has not been touched, has not been affected by the mercies of God, by the grace of God, has not in any way, does not carry any evidence that God has done anything, you know, uh, a person whose demeanor, everything else, his consciousness does not carry the idea that God has done something profound in, in his or her own life. That person, ordinary person, a person that Paul says, a person of the flesh, the orientation towards that which gets destroyed, that which perishes, not spiritual. And, Christ, and, and, and so Paul says, yeah, well, we start somewhere being born again, being children in the Lord, having to grow to, towards maturity, feeding at first with milk, but ultimately winning a person away from milk, introducing solid food, you know, uh, readiness to move as time allows from the simple to the complicated, the complex, from the simple to the wise, the food for the mature. That is the issue. But the concern here being uh, satisfaction with base motivations, driven by petty jealousies, driven by uh, petty considerations, never wanting to become uh, who are mature, maturing people, people who are informed by the word of God, people who exercise um, discernment, amongst other things, people who know that the fact that I feel whatever I feel does not mean I have to express that which I feel in that and this is not about repression of our feelings. It is about discipline, personal discipline. It's about knowing and in the knowing uh, ensuring that I live according to that which I know. I am a child of God who cannot be given to petty jealousies, who cannot be given to uh, you know anger undue anger. You can have righteous anger, meaning it's anger that is expressed on very right grounds. But sometimes there is anger that is very terribly baseless, has no basis. When you are ex when you, you dare sit down and then somebody explains to you, you realize yo, I went ballistic on a person and now I'm embarrassed because the way I was angry and actually there's a very good reason and an explanation to this which made me so cross. So undue boastfulness and dangerous true spirituality because it, by its satisfaction with base motivation. Our challenge is to not be satisfied with base motivations. Our challenge is to show that we are growing, is to begin to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Paul writes later on to the Galatians, and with them he, show, he lists what he considers um, the fruit of the flesh, literally, that which the flesh bears, the outcome of the flesh. And he says, but there is, a, uh, the, 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 there is also the side of the Spirit that every child of God has to endeavor and receive. This is what to be expressed by all that are so um, graced by God. Though all that I have received grace from God are in a situation and a position of showing forth this fruit of the Spirit versus these very things that we say, this is what it means to be human. Meaning, as a child of God, 
we are actually not in a position to justify ourselves in the base motivations that we carry and the base attitudes that we express. We are not to justify ourselves. The longer we are in the word, the longer we are in the grace of God, the more we have to say, but I cannot continue expressing myself this way. I can't continue with this kind of attitude. Because why? It does not belong to a maturing life. It does not belong to a person who is being taught by the word of God. And and that is the situation. So there are base motivations which continue to trouble children of God. And Paul names jealousies and strife. He offers an expanded list, as I say, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. These motivations continue to exist, of course, in us. Because people are unready as believers, you know, uh, as believers, we are unready to receive solid teaching, teaching that stretches us, teaching that births in in, in us a desire to become better people by virtue of the word that we receive. And so when we persist in immaturity as believers, we find that we express ourselves, uh, you know, in, in, in accordance with these base motivations and that affects the church of God badly. It affects us firstly, affects our relationships one to another and therefore the work of God in that way. So, it is important to notice that children in Christ are not qualitatively different from unspiritual, unregenerate people out there. But that state of affairs is tolerable only when one is a new convert, of course, because we have to start from somewhere. So when I have just received the, the grace of God, when I've just come to the knowledge of Christ, there is far too much in me of the old order that expresses, but with time, the Lord allowing uh, and more immersing myself into the word of God, then life begins to change. I begin to change my attitude and approach to life begins to change uh, because I'm being impacted by the word of God that I'm receiving, that I'm not denigrating in any way. And that becomes important. So the question then that needs answering is considering the time you and I have been Christian and the fact of sometimes for, uh, refusing to forgive, to love, to give, to witness to Christ, can we say that we are a mature people or maybe we are simply expressing ourselves as people who boast in things we shouldn't be boasting about and endangering our spirituality, therefore, which is a problematic uh, rather thing. Undue boastfulness has terrible consequences on the spiritual life. Mm. It keeps us in that, it locks us in such that we are not in any way able to show the mercies of God to other people. We are not able to become ambassadors that God wants us to become when we are locked in just like that. So it is important then that we walk away from uh, promotion of personality cults, uh, walking all over the word of God, not giving the reverence due to the word of God, mm. and away from satisfying base emotions, base motivations, I will see, because we belong to Christ. We, Christ is yeah. ours. We belong to Christ. Thank you. Thank you so much, Clemorudi. Really, really appreciate it. How do we get a hold of you on social media or any other platform? My email address also is trmofokeng at gmail.com. And my ex account handle is at Tabang RM. Lovely. Thank you, Muruti. The words of the Lord are words of life. Your heart is on 657 AM. Do you need prayer? 
WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life. A winning team on the road to eternity.